Greetings, nerds. This is Seen and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this I am doing great, because those those Whedon rewrites, they were just <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> those Whedon rewrites were just so spectacular. They, they were. They were just so on point, and, you know, and, you know who cares if a person got marginalized in the process, right? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Do you, do you want your I dignity just, or do you, do you want your paycheck or do you want your pride, basically? Right. right. <laughs> I, we we should have we known that they were going to really go there and then they went there and I'm just, this is a beautiful thing when, when these stories that yeah. are totally making fun take it to, like, Break that fourth wall even more, but oh, we'll yeah. get to that. We will get to that. Um, we got some news to cover. We got a few trailers, some casting, some production resumes. That man, we might actually see it one day. I don't right. know if that, whether on my computer or in the theater. Um, granted, watching that trailer over and over again on my computer was fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at this point. At this point, I will take whatever. Uh, you know, uh, you hear back and forth, and, you know, people talking about Tanette and like other, whether Black Widow. Of course, it got pushed back. Uh, not surprised there. Wonder Woman got pushed back, but you know, I'm just glad that uh, first, first of all, glad that Robert Pattinson recovered. Thankfully, you know, both with this with COVID, it can go as we know, it could fatal. So, first of all, I'm glad he recovered. But uh, now that he has and they're back uh, on track as far as production, hopefully they can just finish filming this thing, get principal photography done so we can just say, yes, we, we, we know at some point in 2021, even though 2021 is going to be, like, stacked with, like, all these movies, right. we're going to get Batman. Right. And then hopefully they can finish it and then do the sequel. Yeah, exactly. Just film them all at once. <laughs> well, let's just get through, let's just get through the first one, and then we can talk about filming sequels back to back. <laughs> yeah, but but the good news is also we not only got that green light, but we also got some trailers for some things we will actually get to be able to see in 2020. Yeah. And yes, I am talking about the Mandalorian trailer did drop last week. I think pretty much the next day or two after we did our last recording. Go figure. Um, I really like the trailer. I I I like the tone it set, and it reminded me. I I I was I I don't know if I was on the fence. I think I liked majority of the Mandalorian season one. I wasn't overwhelmed by it, but um, I did appreciate a lot of the directing that occurred. A lot of the um, story, I appreciated. They were like really short episodes, and and this trailer brought me back there. And I'm like, all right, I'm down for season two. They're going to be doing some interesting things. We got new characters, old characters, and Baby Yoda. Exactly. What more do you need? What more do you need? Oh, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm there with you. I, I think I, I know I was probably more blown away and and uh, really, really Ray was ra- raving about this series uh, last season. 
than you did. I think that's fair to say. But uh, but yeah, you're right. I, mean, I do think they did set a good tone with the trailer. Uh, of course, the visuals. It, it, it reminded me of like when I was younger and seeing some of the uh, original trilogy trailers and or just when I'm watching those films it, it got that vibe for me which I've been missing with the prequels and then even the uh, the last trilogy with well I will say with force awakens I had that that kind of vibe as well but that really that, that really special that really special Star Wars feeling you know it's like this is what I you know what I saw whenever the Mando ship was flying across that ice planet at the very beginning of the trailer. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, this is Star Wars. This is Star Wars. I I, I like the narration. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting into some of the lore mm-hmm. more, which I'm really intrigued with, and and I think arguably was lacking in the first season. Yeah. Um, I just because the first season was such a western. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was alone. Yeah. The lone cowboy, and and we we there there was a little bit about Mandalorian lore, but even in this trailer, just the narration alone, it says no no no, we're not just focusing on Mandalorians anymore, but because he has to return this the the child to its origins, he's going to intersect with other Jedi and Sith and all of this bigger picture mm-hmm. of. That's in this galaxy, which really I think is a smart move. Yeah. Um. And and I'm I'm and I'm excited, but on top of that, Disney Plus is just like, no, 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 we're not done yet. And they also drop a WandaVision trailer. Yeah. <sighs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say because the trailer wasn't overwhelming. I I actually think that I prefer the Mandalorian trailer over WandaVision, but it's the MCU, Will. Like, they they hardly do anything wrong. And so after Black Widow gets delayed, it's like, oh yeah, we will get a little morsel of MCU this year. Thank God. Yeah, we will. I, you know, when I I saw the trailer the first time last night, because I didn't watch the Emmys live, I uh, I was watching a football game, but uh, I saw, you know, I saw it pop up on Twitter, and mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, I I really wasn't blown away by it either. I I I, I think I don't know what to make of it to be honest, uh, because it it we really hadn't gotten much about this this show as far as what it's going to be about. You know, we had you know the, the little vague references to sitcom you know classic sitcoms and that kind of vibe but what it really was about we didn't get that and i watched it again uh this evening right before right before we started and i and i i i got a better appreciation of it Mm -hmm. uh i think it and uh because it, it even though it's the mcu i think the mcu is going to a place that our friends at dc has done um with going more more quirky and and you know, you know off the normal beaten path of what we normally think of these properties and and I'm thinking like for example as far as shows like a, a Doom Patrol or 
or even an Umbrella Academy. I think, you know, those types of shows that are, are not your traditional superhero quote, shows. So, you know, I think this trailer really started to fill in the gaps for me. And, and then, of course, all the Easter eggs. And I know uh, we'll repeat a lot of things you folks probably heard at other mediums and podcasts and stuff. But, uh, you know, of course, the House of M reference in, in the trailer, uh, which uh, it, it seems that they're going to be. And I will freely admit I am. Uh, this is another blind spot for me as far as the Marvel, my Marvel comic knowledge but just just doing a little bit of re- reading about it i guess wanda had uh, yep. you know went mad and and uh, just a little bit just, just a little bit just a tiny bit just had i mean i'm pretty sure she killed a whole bunch of people and she yeah. had children and all yeah. this stuff and yeah i see i'm i'm a little different than you because it was underwhelming because as i'm watching the trailer in previous discussions you and I have had, just knowing Wanda's going to be in this Doctor Strange mm-hmm. 2 movie, yeah. um, which is the multiverse of madness, knowing about the Loki show, I just, I felt like watching the trailer, yeah, Will and I already discussed that, yeah, I know about that, uh-huh, all right, all right, I don't, I don't see anything that I hadn't thought about. Yeah. Um, which is both good and bad. Like it, it didn't, it didn't disappoint me in any way. But I wasn't also like, oh my god, I had no idea. Um, it, and it, and it also goes back to that whole thing. What happens when Vision dies in Infinity War? He turns into black and white. Yeah. And I just seeing seeing all of that, and then how some of the images are in color. You're just like, oh, this is gonna be. It's not just going to be quirky. It's, yeah. they, this is something that is really going to intersect with what they want to do for phase two. Or, mm-hmm. or yeah. phase, uh, phase five now? Phase five. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think it's I think... Like last decade was all one phase now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, I was looking at the um, looking at the internet movie database. Of course, the other thing everybody was really latching onto the trailer is uh, seeing... Um, Monica, uh, mm-hmm. of course, and which was you know super exciting because it does open the doors to uh, to potential you know to Captain Marvel two uh, because Monica does become Captain Marvel in, in the comic book down there. But I was also looking at the looking at the Internet Movie Database because again there's not much out there about about this show and seeing who else was all in the cast and I noticed that uh, Kat Dennings who played Darcy uh, from Thor. Yeah, uh, is is in this uh, in the series all six episodes, as well as uh, Randall Park who played uh, Jimmy Woo. Mm. Yeah, so that's the Ant Man uh, tie-in there. So you know, so I'm thinking you know, to, as we were discussing how this is going to interconnect, of course, to Doctor Strange, but you're also having the next phase with Thor four and uh, the new Ant Man film, which of course we got the news. I guess last week also about um, um, with uh, the actor from um, Lovecraft Country, um, blanking on his name right now, uh, being cast for the next Ant Man movie to play yeah. the yeah to play the um, uh, descendant of Reed Richards, and so 
I uh, like how you're dancing around naming the title of the character or the ca- I, character's name. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm having a mind blank. It's a Monday. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's, <laughs> isn't it King the Conqueror? King the Conqueror, yes. Yeah. King the Conqueror, yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're supposed to bail me out there. <laughs> I was trying to. You, were, you kept like dancing around, and I'm like, I'm just going to cut him off and tell him. Okay. Thank you. I was, hoping, I was hoping you'd jump in sooner. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, but but back to my back to my point. You know, I think you you know this show definitely is going to be a bridge. I think to to all to the next phase. And as you said, I mean, I think it. Uh, you know, we will have some MCU in, in 2020, thankfully, to to hold us over until we can get uh, get the Black Widow, which I guess will be a forward and back kind of story. <laughs> with, with, uh, all over. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. with, with, with the face. I'm sure it'll tie. You know, clearly, even though chronologically it's before the events of Infinity War and Endgame, you know, clearly they're gonna, you know, somehow tie it back into to the next phase. Yeah, yeah. And speaking about the next phase, we also got casting news that Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black is going to play She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So Bruce Banner's cousin, uh, attorney, gets blood transfusion. Uh, you know, as far as She-Hulk, it was one of those ones, I guess we got that, what, last year at Comic-Con yep. 2019? Yep. And so, you know, again, not, we, we're starting to get more production news about it. I, I, I'm not very familiar with the work. I, I did watch maybe a couple episodes of Orphan Black, but I, I don't recall her i mean i know a lot of people said she's really like a chameleon and it's easy you know she's a lot in the the realm of diane guerrero who can just who play multiple characters oh, yeah. yeah and and and, and the series so so that, you know so clearly uh they are uh, looking at someone whose star is on the rise here so um but i mean but for, for for the show itself i mean i, I I think it's definitely got some potential there. Yeah, I'm I'm not mad at this at all. I know a lot of people are just because everyone had done their fan fiction about Alison Brie. Right, being right. Awesome. Yeah. But it's it's very similar to um the cast the casting of Captain Marvel. Everyone was so gung-ho about Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course when you when people get it in their minds like that idea I think that's part of the reason why I'm so I never I never batted an eyelash at Robert Pattinson being casted is because that idea of it was planted in my brain a long while before it ever happened. And so I I don't know, but I I did watch a, about two to three seasons of Orphan Black. Um you shouldn't be worried that she can't act because she can. Um, I believe she won an Emmy for it. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, she won. She won some kind of award, um, but she she's just as incredible. And I'm so glad that we're gonna see her in a superhero role on TV. Great, great, great. Um, the other thing that happened last night that you sort of brought up um, too, and I don't think anybody really watched it live, unfortunately, were the Emmys. <laughs> Which which sucks because when last night I didn't even realize it was happening, and then I see all these tweets and all these winners, and I'm like, what? And it just bothers me because I have not been a fan of the Emmy. Well, I have not. I have 
ever since that stupid Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> not her, but that nomination, it just it just riled me up. And and then this year, the Emmys finally get it right, yeah. and there is no grand show. <laughs> yep, yep. So annoying. They yep. they got like virtually every category right, and you're just like, what? Yeah, yeah. They. Yeah, it, it stuck up on me too because I kept, you know, I, I would see, you know, for your consideration and and stories and leading up to the event, and then and then, boom, the Emmys were here last night. And you're right, I, you know, I was, you know, between the NFL, you know, watching the Seahawks and the Patriots, you had NBA final, you know, playoffs going on, and it was like, oh yeah, there there's the Emmys and. And seeing, like you said, seeing the tweets and stuff, but I, I, I guess I don't know if I was afraid that it was just going to be like a glorified Zoom call or, or what. But it sounds like, from whatever, from what I've read and, and seen, I mean, it was Jimmy Kimmel and and the production crew did a phenomenal job of putting on a putting on a, a very entertaining show. But you know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people didn't watch it, but. We do know who won. That's yep. the important thing. And I mean, Regina freaking King. Yeah. She's winning everything. everything. She is. She, she is. She gets her Oscar, then she gets her Emmy. Where yeah. is her freaking Tony? As I was say, she needs to get the hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not. I'm not shocked by it. I am, and and this is weird because I am a little bit shocked. That, um, and I don't know his name, but the actor who plays Dr. Manhattan on the oh, yeah. show also was nominated and won as well. Which, looking back on it, and maybe it's just because Regina King is Regina freaking King. So, of course, she's going to overshadow everyone. But, yeah, he deserves it too. And it all goes back to that that one, that episode, I think it was where they have the conversation in the bar yep. oh my god like of course that that's a two-person conversation why wouldn't they both get it because both of them knocked that out of the park um watchmen just just nailed all of the categories and the beautiful thing about the emmys is they have mini series and then drama series and so my other love um, also got awards last night too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you were like super happy whenever Succession got with seven awards. So. I just the, season two was such a master class, very much on par, and and with Watchmen. Watchmen, I think, overshadows it a little bit more just because of the the um the social relevance of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But but still it's just it, it's like watching a Martin Scorsese movie for, for ten hours straight, season two of Succession. So the fact that they got awards well well freaking deserved for directing, writing, drama series as a whole, thank God. Um and then the actor who plays Man, I can picture is Jeremy Strong, Jeremy right? Strong. Yep, yep. Jeremy Strong won for Best Actor. Yep. Um, it should have been Kieran Culkin, but um, I'm not mad at it either. 
not bad not bad but i just i love all that and then finally the cherry on top euphoria yeah freaking yeah. yeah like youngest yeah. yeah 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 that was i i you know i i, I remember you talking about euphoria and how 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 you really really enjoyed the that series and and i mean she's another one who uh what you think about her the roles that she has been in that to date easily be like you know we're, we're looking at maybe uh a next, the next regina king i i'm not surprised by it the, the role itself is crafted in a way like no duh no duh whoever plays that part did zendaya blow sure. it out of water absolutely so zendaya won we're both happy about it will is still not allowed to watch euphoria done <laughs> correct um, i'm not going to watch it I'll, I'll, I'll keep the embargo on <laughs> embargo on and now i'm very afraid we're, we're going to lose connection while we talk about the boys because i want to talk about the boys because no, we're not going to lose that we're not going to lose connection <laughs> We're not going to lose connection, but we are going to talk about The Boys. Another great episode. I still, despite as much as there's so many little treasures in this episode that we're going to talk about, of course, I still think that we are stuck in setup land right now where they're, they're, they're doing stuff. Where we're just we're just moving forward, we're inching forward, and man, if this does not have get us to a great payoff, I will be upset. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> this is a long setup, people, but in this episode, it starts off on the set of Dawn of the Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I like I didn't. Well, I and honestly, I remember even the, the episode where they first bring in the producer and they talk about it, and and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, funny, funny. And then, but I didn't expect them to actually show the set and to just go full in on all of this stuff. And man, if if they if they do not give us a little note next season about the Snyder cut or some made-up director cut of Dawn of the Seven. I swear, I will be pissed off. I will too. I will too. They, I mean, they just like, you know, I joked before. It's like, are they? Did they really like film this uh, last? You know, earlier this year, late last year? Because it's just like they're on point with like everything in, in this mm-hmm. season, as far as like ripped from the headlines kind of kind of things and. Uh, with the uh, with the Joss Joss, I mean, I was just like, yeah, I, they, that's like they went there, they totally went there with this uh, with the dawn of the seven, and and then the whole, um, you know, I couldn't help but think whenever I saw Joss and A Train having their their moment where A Train was like, oh, well, you know, I have some ideas for the script, and 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 he share, shares that with them, and then we end up, you know. He's like, thank you for for this, I'll, you know, but just 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 stick to what just stick to what we wrote here. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't help but think about Ray Fisher and and all the stuff going on with with the Justice League right now. Mm-hmm. And and so um, yeah, it's just like you know, like we were joking at the beginning of the show. You know, do you have your pride or do you want your paycheck? <laughs> so, 
Yep. Yep. And then to top it off, they, they also, <laughs> and it was just a small thing where they, they show him filming, filming the goodbye scene. Um, and he's, and he's t- saying his monologue that he didn't want to say to Homelander. And then they, they say cut and off walks Homelander. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a stand in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that is perfect because, it just took me back, ironically, to hearing Stephen Amell talking about how absurd his death scene was on Arrow because all of the other actors, they, they, they couldn't be there for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They are oh, so many things there. Oh. And it's just it's very and on top of that, it makes sense. It doesn't feel like it's shoehorned in there because why would Homelander be there? He's exactly. clearly off on the other side of the world committing war crimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's committing, he's doing that. And that was, you know, that was, again, another place where they um, did a good, you know, you're talking about setting up. And, yep. and, and so, and how they're, they're building on, each episode, Homelander just does a, he doesn't need Stormfront to dig a hole for him. He's doing a fantastic job of it himself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so it, it, it further diminished, you know, he's, he, and it, and, and it also plays into what Stan Edgar, way back from the, you know, the first few episodes was, was getting at as well, as far as who really is in control here. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Homelander at the end of the day is just just a product, and a useful, a, a very just useful widget for for Vought. And if he, you know, and at the end of the day, if he and and, they, and they're and they're doing it. I mean, at the end of the day, they are rising, giving Stormfront the platform, the higher profile at this point because you know, she, you know, she knows how to play the media game, and 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 so. I really like the way they have, like, you know, basically use Homeland Lander's own devices against him to further the story. I just love his reaction to the video because there's there's some a moment where he he doesn't get it, and then he sees what he did, and he his his you you see a hint that oh he has a conscience, and then he's just like oh yeah that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was it was it a conscious or he realized it like like, oh, like it, it was both thing like in a very homelandery way he yeah. kind of was like yeah that yeah. Yeah, I have done yeah. <laughs> exactly like you don't you don't see him a fuck up or acknowledge that he fucked up he knew he had fucked up yeah uh, but he also <laughs> In a very Homelander way, it was like, oh, it's just a mistake, guys. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was I was trying to get the other guy. It's just, yeah. I don't know, it, casualties happen. It's like, dude, that's yeah. not work. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just misfiling the paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> so I just, I, I love that idea. And then to your point, how they use these actions to to push him more towards towards Stormfront, who's clearly setting up, 
clearly setting up a bigger plan, has her sights on it, and has to use Homelander, Starlight, and other members of the Seven for some purpose. It is very annoying that we don't know or don't have a hint at what that purpose is. I'm just saying, a little, a little merciful wouldn't hurt anybody. But um, yeah, and and I think you called it last week where I thought that Homelander would never sleep with Stormfront. No, <laughs> they slept together. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I yeah I, I was just like, okay, I can't say anything because I didn't know if you had watched it yet. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, they. That was just, that was probably, you know, we had a lot of sex last week, but I, in a way, I'm glad they they waited until this week, because uh, that would have been just way too much if they had like tried to put that in last week's episode as well. Uh, it's just it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of there they yeah there was just there was like a five minute sequence of. Yeah. Whatever these two were doing, I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Can't get that. Ima- can't get that image out of my head. <laughs> I, I don't know. I yeah, it was kind of spoiled for me because I was on YouTube and somebody had dropped a clip of it, and I was like, "What? I don't remember seeing that." And and I forgot about it. And then I was watching the episode. I'm like, "Oh, okay." But I, there's. There's something, I don't know, there's something weird going on at the same time. I know it's not an attraction thing. No. And, and, and I, yeah, I just, I, I don't really understand it. I don't know what purpose she needs him for. Yeah, I, I was trying to, you know, because, you know, last week we, we talked when we first talked about it. And, you know, as, as we were saying, Either they're going to rip each other's clothes off or rip each other's heads off, and I guess they kind of did. They did both, actually. <laughs> whenever, they, whenever they did this week, um, but I, I was wondering too, like, okay, what end does she have here? Because I mean, clearly she's using him, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if you know if she's using that as a way to control him. Maybe, um, you know, you know, or is it going to be kind of some kind of leverage uh, against him down the road? With you know, like what we saw with 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 the butcher was able to do. Here, here's my theory, and I think, arguably, will not knowing what the plan is, right? Yeah, I. I think the writers screwed up or the casting directors screwed up. Becca should have been black, Asian, of a different race. She shouldn't have been white. Mm. Why? Mm. Because it would have been very interesting to yes. have Storefront and Homelander and then and then the shot Ryan be be mixed. Oh, and yeah. and then that allows Homelander to kind of get out of get out of um be like no i'm not the bad guy here like that's my kid so but i just so so because a part of me is like well i mean i guess if you're stormfront and you just want world domination blah 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 white supremacy 
Um, why wouldn't you want to procreate with the strongest other person on the planet? Yeah, yeah, true. But I mean, but it clearly, but she, but in some ways, I mean, she is. Yeah, you're right. Because I mean, I guess she is. She is as equal as far as abilities. It seems. Uh, what's that? She's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> equal, greater than, less than. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, but for whatever reason, she needed to get it on with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Opposites attract, I guess. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And maybe it could be just as simple as that. I mean, it may not be a grand scheme or plan or whatever. It's just that, uh, it, that, that, that it could just be as basic as that. Maybe, but I, I guess maybe that's why we're coming up with conspiracy theories. Maybe. <laughs> because these superheroes are nothing but basic. <laughs> They're yeah. not basic at all. They're not basic at all. Oh, dear Lord. But we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, what? Okay, so we talked about that. Meanwhile, the Deep goes on his own press tour with his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shows up on Katie Couric. I love how the show breaks the fourth wall. I mean, it just—I think that's one of the things that sort of appeals to me about it. It just—it's it, a world that is feels somewhat grounded with soups, who could actually, you know, could act and, and and be happening just right now, but obviously it's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I I agree. There's somewhat. They they ground the insanity, which there was a lot of insanity. I mean, besides the the sex, there was some violence in this episode, some ripping off of faces. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Kamiko, for that image. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's like okay, we we didn't have much of that last episode, so we're we're gonna get the laser laser panning and ripping faces off. So that wasn't panning. Well, that was definitely <laughs> not. Um, speaking about the deep so uh, for most of the season very much removed from the seven and oddly enough him and Maeve encounter each other at the end of the episode and a deal is made I don't and this is again something else I'm like what the heck that's all we're going to get why does Maeve want to align herself with the deep to get at, get back at Homelander. Because the deep is one of one of his failures. No, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. I'm speculating. I mean, maybe he's like. Uh, I mean, the deep is one of his big, great, you know, failures as far as the leader of this team. Um, also. I mean, the deep is so desperate enough to do whatever it takes to get back to the seven. He, she can, she can basically get whatever she needs out of him to yeah. be able to achieve her ends. Yeah, and she needs a lot because Elena is not having this. Uh, uh, oh no! Oh no! She was. <laughs> and this goes back to what you were saying last week about the the violation that Homelander committed against. Maeve by not only outing her but oh no it's they are they are the the gay couple of the seven (laughs) (laughs) the gay icons now yep Yep. and 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 Maeve is 
I I don't know what to make of her right now because she's just coming up. It's almost like he he made her unable to walk. Like she is crippled in this current situation. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, that, you know, that's why when we were talking about it last week, I was trying to see who is the who is the worst villain here. Is that I mean, I mean obviously Stormfront's the easy one to pick out because she's just a racist piece of trash. But <laughs> but you know, but when you look at the, the thing, like these things that Homelander has been doing to all these members of the Seven, I mean, it's it's just a next level type of of evil that he's engaging in right now. Yeah, yeah. He he because he's not only this season going after other people or or being a quote unquote superhero for a show. He is also turning on his own people, and maybe that's what Stormfront also wants. Like I wanna I wanna isolate you from Mm. them, yeah, so that you're now my partner and not Maeve's or not not the deeps or anyone else's, um, which, which seems to be working fine. But then again, the Homelander just isolates himself because he's the one who fired everyone. <laughs> kind yeah. of, kind yeah. of. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, speaking about Stormfront real quick, what, how long can this last? Considering she, she, um, she has that exchange with a train on set and you're just like, girl, what are you doing? You, you, you didn't have to say anything. You couldn't just go about your business. And yet you, you, you really think they're just going to write him off and you're never going to have to see him again. Or wh- what is your play here? Yeah. So I don't know what her play was there. I mean, I, I, it's almost like, is she, it's, you're saying Homelander is isolating himself. Uh, with his actions, I mean, is she basically going to build her own version of the Seven and you know manipulate all these individuals to to do her bidding? Uh, even though clearly Stormfront and and A Train and Ellis is trying to figure if he if she was just trying to basically manipulate him into basically her as far as Stormfront building up her own team to fight against to to basically. Take down Homefront. I I don't I didn't see it like that. I mean, okay. she she basically showed her his cards and was like, yeah. "Hey, I'm a racist, and now I'm on seven, and you're out." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I win, you lose. Goodbye. And it's like, what the? Whoa, you've been here like two minutes, and then at the same time, she's she's having conversations with Starlight's mom. Yeah, and and it gets we learned that she knows that Starlight is the one who released Compound V. Mm-hmm. And Starlight, oh, Starlight needs to learn. She plays a card way too early, in my opinion, but she knows that Stormfront used to be Liberty. Yeah. And, and so both of them know each other, and the creepiest line, arguably, in the episode is, I have plans for you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck I don't like is is your plan for her the same plan you had for Homelander because I don't I don't know if Starlight's going to be down for that <laughs> I don't know if she is I, I, I was thinking of, thinking of the plans maybe she 
you know, given that Starlight has such the wholesome, you know, image, she'll she'll use that to uh, try to potentially use that to to her advantage for not being seen as a, as a racist or whatever. Um, that's you know, just try to use that use use Starlight as a shield, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and, and 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 also. You know, given that she knows that uh, she, you know, she was the one who did indeed release the compound V, and has has the, and presumably knows also about her connections with with the boys, um, with Huey and everyone. Uh, you know, again, that just provides her additional leverage. With with over her, over her employment as a super thought. Right. Right. Uh, we, we're going to get answers sooner rather than later yeah. because we already hinted at something, another secret that she has. A kid, don't know the relation, but in trouble. Don't know if it's a mental institution or jail, but Sean Ashbar is involved some more, some way, somehow. So, um, and then speaking about the boys, yeah. Frenchie, Chase, and Kamiko. A lot of violence on that front. And we also have Billy, who's lost. Black Noir finds him. And then shenanigans happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, Judy. Yeah, Judy's. <laughs> her taffy shop. <laughs> the, the air quote taffy. burned down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind, mind you, she had, you know, had a little lab under, under there for... Uh... <laughs> Little special brand of taffy there, <laughs> yeah. That that um, you know, so yeah, with the sort of the interactions between Billy and and Huey are, are, are I will say, are starting to get a little predictable for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 so I mean, of course, there was a little wrinkle where Mother's Milk, well, you got to get through me. Uh, you know that. You know that was that was cool. I mean, it was just good to see them all come back together because I guess they had, you know, they had to have a Billy had to have the moment with Becca to basically realize, like, okay, things can't go back to the, to the way they were before, uh, and 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 these guys and and Kimiko are now my team and my family, I guess family, other than not Aunt Judy, <laughs> and and of course the the dog Terror. Um, but, um, but, you know, it, I, how things sort of played out with Black Noir and, and even though, you know, it, Noir could have, should have like taken them all out with no issues whatsoever. I, I again, uh, you know, getting to our point earlier about how things are grounded. I like the way they they utilize, you know, the, using the body camera to to basically um, tip their, you know, tip the scales back in their favor by right. talking to Edgar and like, look, I have, I have, I have proof that your boy Homelander is a rapist, and you, you guys take me out, take me out. I you know, things are ready to go to Ronan Fair. Rowan Farrell. So, call my bluff. <laughs> right. So, I, yeah. So, I, I really like the way that whole sequence played out. Yeah. 
I, I agree. I think that they're, they're for whatever reason, they're kind of um, meandering with the boys this season, the actual boys this season, the soups. They have all of this great setup and a lot of story. And I feel like, well, a few episodes ago, we had the scene where Starlight could have killed Huey and Billy saved him. Now in this episode, Black Noir could kill Billy and, or could kill Huey and Billy saves him. So, all right, we get it. Billy is super Superman and Huey is Lois Lane. Okay. Okay. Huey, stop going onto the train track. Okay. Just stop it. Yeah. Stop interacting with soups. Stop trying (laughs) to play hero. You're not strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully that doesn't happen for the rest of the season because we've seen it now twice. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have. So yeah, let's move, let's let's move the ball down the field a little bit to something something different. But, yeah, and yeah. and the one the one thing that was different about this sequence is Black Noir and not even seeing what he can do. We don't see it. We hear it. And then we keep when and then we see that aftermath of it, which is funny. Um, and I really to go to your point about the body cam, what I liked about that note is Black Noir is so, such a mystery. And I remember coming out of the first episode, everyone was wondering, why is Edgar not afraid of Homelander? Like, is he a superhero? And and so with that little little camera, there there can be some implications almost of okay, so how long has the camera been there? Right. How it is Black Dewar human? Is he maybe a cyborg thing? What is the control? Is that his son? What is is there something else? Is there some kind of connection here? Because that came out of nowhere, and I was like, huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, so, so that was the one redeeming fact about that sequence, but I do agree. There is, there's some repetitious behavior right now. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I, you know, we'll, you know, we only have three episodes left. So, uh, so I'm sure we will get further along with, the plan, especially now, given that okay, Billy knows. Like I said, can't go back to the way things were with Becca, but they are. I'm just trying to figure out like how the side story with with Billy and Huey and all that's going to again come back into this. Like you said, this well established story that they're setting up with all the suits right now. And, and, and I guess that's the thing with an ensemble show. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's hard. You have so many plots and so many threads going at one time. Uh, you know, some weeks, especially given the boys now is weekly. Uh, some weeks we focus more on the soups and then other weeks we like last week at, or, or, you know, last few times we, we get more with Billy and, and Huey and, going off to find out who Liberty is. So, you know, I trust them. They have not disappointed to this point, and I trust them to, to really start pulling the, all these various threads together uh, as we get 
uh, closer to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they did an amazing job with that in the third episode, where there was a clear intersection overlap, and um, I think they're going to return to that. And I, I I need I may need them to get there a little quicker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However. If you if you keep making digs at the DCEU, I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, totally. Uh, yeah, totally. It, uh, and you're right. If we don't get if we don't get the Dawn of the Seven to release the release the who, whoever cut, then I I will be greatly disappointed. And and the the creative team of the boys. <laughs> no, you know what? I think every superhero movie should have a Homelander cut. Yeah. <laughs> How how would Homelander portray this? Yeah, <laughs> and and hats off to Anthony Anthony Starr. Yeah. He I there as as despicable as Homelander is, despicable as he is, will he? There's there for whatever reason, the actor is having so much fun yeah. that I just. I'm so entertained by it. Yeah, it, it is infectious. It totally is. It's so weird. It's it's uh uh when we love the villains. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what that yeah. means, but there's something about it. There is something uh, about it. Yep, there's something wrong with us, my friend. <laughs> I I view it as we appreciate the art of the actor, not yeah. necessarily the actions of the villain of the there, character. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. On that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.